It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Thursday edition of Lockdown Rams. You guys know what that means. It's our boy Jake Ellen Bogan from Downtown Rams is joining us. Uh, we've got an awesome conversation for you guys today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, obviously, the second half of the season and, and what the Rams really need to do to make the playoffs and put themselves in good position We're also going to talk about the offense, the defense, special teams, who we're going to have to lean on in the second half of the season, looking at that crowded running back room as well and how McVay and this offense is going to use those guys. All that and more coming up. Don't forget, you can go find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Himalaya. Hit subscribe, download, share with a friend, leave a five-star review if you're feeling cheeky. We always appreciate it. Uh, you can go give us a follow as well at Lockdown Rams on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, LA underscore Rambling Bear is my Twitter handle. You can find Jake at JK Bogan DTR or Downtown Rams. Lots of content from both of our parties, so you can't go wrong either way. Uh, we always appreciate you guys listening But with that, we've got an awesome episode, so let's just get right into it. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams. I'm joined by Jake Ellenbogen of Downtown Rams, and this is your lead story. Jake, we all know the Rams have eight games remaining and are in one of the toughest divisions in football, if not the toughest division in football. This weekend, it's the Steelers on the road. Are we ready to call this a must-win game, or is it way too early for that? Yeah, so this is a must-win game. Uh, The reason I say that, and I know it's a road game, but you're coming off the bye. Uh, Think about this. All the excuses, everything kind of gets put to the side. Okay, they're coming off the bye. This is is the recharge. Everything is going to get better. Well, they come out of the bye flat. And they, you know, throw a dud in Pittsburgh. This isn't going to go over well. And it only gets harder because you have to think about, you saw the Ravens. I told you guys, if you guys don't follow me on Twitter, the Ravens were going to beat the Patriots. Lamar Jackson is just, it's way too hard to even game plan for him. The Rams are going to have to play him. So if you didn't watch their uh, went, uh, Sunday night football, yeah. said Wednesday, like that even exists. Sunday night football. It will soon, probably. Well, I'm, I'm game. <laughs> let's let's make it happen. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Sunday night football, you know, if you didn't watch that, well, I mean, Monday night football, we'll just say this. That's going to be a game. Jared Goff versus Lamar Jackson. But they, keep in mind, this this doesn't end. You have Dallas. You have the 49ers again. You have Seattle again. I mean, these aren't easy games. Now, I, I've i gone on record, and it's it, it's official. It's in the book of Twitter. You know how you have the book of Eli, <laughs> you have the book of Twitter. And I invite all of you to bookmark that tweet. That way you can throw shade at me if I'm wrong. But I'm not going to be wrong because the Rams are going to go seven and one the rest of the way. The one game I have them losing is against the Steelers division rival, the Ravens. However, they drop this game to Pittsburgh. 
those are arguably the last three games. They're weaker teams on their schedule. Now, here's the thing. Right. Pittsburgh's playing well, or sort of playing well. Three out of the last four. Yeah, but, you know, you look at who they've played. Um, and that could be said about the Rams as exactly. well, right? So there's some equal ground exactly. there. Exactly. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. Um, I will say this. They did just beat Indy. And albeit it was at home, they did just beat Indy. Brian Hoyer played pretty well. I still think the Colts win that game. Well, if they have any other kicker besides the most clutch kicker in the history of the game, but we won't go there. Um, former, <laughs> former most clutch kicker in the league. Who shanks like a 27 yard field goal that badly? That was insane. Laces out, man. Laces out. Did you not see the movie? Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's a joke, but it's true. Like, you know, if you, you got to yeah. get the laces And it's out. funny as you talk about, you know, the Steelers and looking at some of the past games that they won. You got to remember also those Ravens that you just talked about potentially being the Rams one loss here on Monday night in a few weeks, they took them to overtime. So they've played some tough opponents and they played them well. And going back to that game, uh, that Monday nighter in Los Angeles versus the Ravens guys, go get some tickets because right now I checked the other day, that is the lowest ticket that is available right now for the rest of the Rams home schedule, which blows my mind. It's a Monday night football game. It's against the Ravens and it was $35 to get in the game. So if you're looking to go to a game, uh, I'm actually potentially looking to go to that game because of how cheap it is Monday nighter against the Ravens. I'm sure the prices are going to skyrocket it a little bit, but man, that kind of kind of blew my mind. But getting back to this matchup, right? The Steelers, uh, what stands out to you most as far as their biggest threats coming in this game on Sunday? Yeah, so I think the Steelers right off the bat, I think the guy that stands out the most to me is TJ Watt. Um, He's turned himself into, I mean, basically, he's the new star Watt. I mean, he's better than his brother JJ right now. Uh, TJ is healthy, man. He's fast. He's he's quick off the edge. Um, he's developing, you know, multiple moves in his arsenal. This is a guy that can win with speed. This is a guy that can win with his bull rush, his power. And uh, this is somebody that just plays until the whistle. So, you know, you're getting a guy um, coming at you and and likely he's going to come off the edge against Rob Havenstein. So it's an awful matchup, really. It's quite honestly one yeah. of the worst matchups of the year because you have really super athletic TJ Watt versus really not super athletic Rob Havenstein, who's, you know, he's solid, um, but, you know, his, the, the thing that's going to win him. He struggled this year for sure. Well, exactly. And, and that, well, then that's that's the thing that, you know, scares me because he has regressed mightily. And the, the thing is, Rob Havenstein's game is you want to go up against more of a power rusher. I think he does better against power. And I think he does better, you know, obviously in the run game, uh, which he hasn't this year. So, um, with TJ Watt, you know, this is going to be again, one of those speed rushers and, and he struggles with speed. So I'm a little worried about that matchup. I think, you know, you look at Bud Dupree, um, who is yep. a former first round pick as well. TJ Watt was also for, uh, was also a first round pick. And, uh, Bud Dupree is somebody that, you know, he came out of Kentucky and, you know, everyone was really stoked about him. He was kind of a bust, but this year he's really turned it on. Uh, figures right after mm, contract the, year shocker yeah, figures right I was just gonna say figures right after the fact that the Steelers announced that they weren't gonna um you know they weren't <laughs> gonna do the fifth year option but uh but no f- for real though he's really turned it on um you know I think he's gonna give Whitworth a run for his money I'm not saying he'll dominate Whitworth or anything like that but then you look in you know in, in the interior 
And I mean, you got Javon Hargrave and you've got Cam Hayward and, um, you know, two it's out for the year, which is a real bummer for the Steelers because he's phenomenal. But um, people don't talk about Javon Hargrave enough. He came from the same school as Tamara Hemingway, South Carolina State. And this is somebody I absolutely nice. loved in the draft. This is somebody that can rush the passer, but he is a mammoth, um, you know, basically taking up, filling up all those gaps and being, you know, just the total disruptor in the run game. Now, the Rams aren't really going to be able to rub the middle because they have Javon Hargrave and Cam Hayward going up against the likes of uh, rookie um, first year starter and Austin Blythe. And and that's just not, you know, a re- that's a recipe for disaster, really. So right off the bat, you have to look at the defense, their, their front. Um, their front, you know, defensive line, but then you, you, you have to give the linebackers some credit. And I said linebacker, I didn't say linebackers. And the reason for that is because the rookie Devin Bush, who they traded with mm. the Broncos to move up to 10 to select because the Cincinnati Bengals were picking at 11. I still love it to this day. I, I remember on draft yeah. day, I was like, that is just, those are the moves that win championships right there. Like that guy is going to be a core piece and, you know, way back when when William Jackson came out, they really wanted him. The Bengals got him right before pick before. So the Steelers, they basically send their own medicine to the, to the Bengals. That's what's so fun about the draft and seeing the division rivals and seeing those type of moves in the draft. When you think the draft is just a process that's going to kind of go through itself and you're going to get players. And but to see kind of still the games being played in the draft, just like that, you know, sneaking up in front of a division opponent. And drafting a guy that, like you said, has come out this year and played amazing. And I really quick want to go back to Watt because, you know, Jared Goff, that's one of the things that we've kind of knocked on him this year is protecting the football, especially on that strip sack. And we've saw, I mean, if you watched any of their games, especially the ones that have been in primetime, you talk about the speed, but he also can just push you over. I mean, he's done that in the past is JJ just kind of plowing through a guy. Uh, speed right through with the bull rush. So, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting matchup there on the right side because he can go around you with speed. He can go through you with power. And once he gets one, once he gets you once, it's like, you know, blood in the water for a shark, man. He kind of just picks it up just like his brother. And all of a sudden it's like an avalanche coming at you. So really the one thing for Jared, as you're talking about this matchup versus that line is, and it's always protecting the football, right? But uh, I would be surprised if at some point, Uh, That football doesn't come out of his hands with a strip sack, but we've got to get that football back. And Jared Goff has got to understand that. And I'm expecting Sean McVay to move the pocket and do what he's done the past couple of weeks to kind of keep Jared Goff on the move and and have them guessing uh, with that O-line where he's going to be. So we'll see how that uh, looks on Sunday. But coming up more with Jake Ellenbogen, we're going to look at what it's going to take to keep this momentum moving forward. Offense, defense, special teams, lockdown Rams Thursday. More after this. All right, before we get over to our next segment, I want to talk about one of our favorite sponsors on the podcast. And I got to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Richie Starks, for kind of giving me this idea because it's Blue Chew time. And as we go throughout the season and we have our Blue Chew ads, we're going to now select a Blue Chew player of the game. A guy that stands up strong and stands out in that last week's performance. We're coming off a bye, so we don't have one. But I think, like Richie Stark said, a Blue Chew player of the year so far would be Cooper Cup. He always shows up when the opportunity arises. And just like Blue Chew, as you can take it anytime, day or night, full stomach or not, you could throw the ball to Cooper Cup anytime during the game. First and 10, third and three, Cooper Cup is there for you just like Blue Chew. The great thing about Blue Chew is it's subscribed online. You don't have to go to the store and sit 
at the doctor's office or go into the pharmacy. Uh, Mr. Cooper Cup, your boner pills are ready. No, Cooper Cup can have these delivered to the facility, to his home in a discreet package so no one knows. And again, it's not just for guys who can't perform. This is going to give you that extra boost of confidence and help anybody in the bedroom. And right now, we've got a special deal just for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when using the promo code LOCKEDON. All you got to do is pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. BlueChew is better, cheaper, and the faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Also sponsoring the podcast and potentially sponsoring your wallet is MyBookie.ag. Game-winning touchdowns on a two-minute drive, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to throw a little cash down on them. So do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. Whether you like betting on fantasy players, they got you covered there. Do you like parlays, betting a little bit, winning a lot? If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. No matter how you bet on the NFL season, this is the best time of the year. My favorite is betting in-game, live, during the action. Let's say the Rams are down 10 at half. You think they're going to come back and win. You can bet Hedge your bet however you want to do it, but you can bet during the action. I love that part of this with MyBookie. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Thursday edition of Lockdown Rams. We are back. We've got Jake Ellenbogen with us from downtown Rams. And Jake, as you look at this team, and we talked about it offensive, defensively, and special teams, who do you see leading the way for the Rams in the second half of the season? Yeah, so the second half of the season, um, the way I see it, I, th- I think it's going to really be a factor of um, offense and defense. You're going to have two leaders. And I think, you know, the first one, it's going to be Todd Gurley of the offense. I think the Rams are going to use Todd Gurley. I do think that, you know, they're going to let him kind of unleash him after the bye. Not really unleash him, but, you know, he's going to get a decent workload, I think. Um, I also think that they're going to have to really lean on Aaron Donald because this is where he makes his money. This is, you know, when the tail end of the season, Donald is just, I mean, he, he goes from unbelievable to a word that I can't even think of after that. I mean, you know, it's when the pressure is against, um, you know, you know, the odds are against him and it's like he steps up. So I think they're really going to need him. And I mean, kind of a bonus one, you could say. Robert Woods, uh, if, you know, Brandon Cooks is out long term, obviously, we know, Cooper Cup is a, a target of Jared's that, uh, you know, he basically looks for more than anybody. But uh, let's not forget, Robert Woods is also a thousand yard receiver and uh, he's one of the best blocking receivers in the game. I think he's number 10 in the league at the receiving position. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a big deal if Brandon Cooks can't go. And another one, uh, Jalen Ramsey, because this is somebody 
you're going to start to see it. You know, he didn't play football for a bit. And then all of a sudden he kind of got thrown in the fire and he plays in more of a dumbed down, just, just really just follow Julio Jones, right? Plays really well. Uh, the next game, they don't even throw his way. Andy Dalton was terrified of number 20. He's only going to get better. That's the thing. He is not playing anywhere near where he can be. Right. And I think you, you see the physicality, you see, you know, his ability on full display, uh, but it's just ability. It's just projection. It's just upside. We haven't seen what Jalen Ramsey is. And that's the thing as he gets more comfortable with this scheme and he gets more comfortable just being on a football field because it's been a bit um, and, you know, he's only played two games. I mean, he's going to be really good. And that's the type of guy, you know, you look over in New England and you see what Stefan Gilmore's doing and how everyone's forgotten about his days in Buffalo where he just got burnt to a crisp. It's because he started to step up in the most important time of the year. And that is, you know, the end of the season and the postseason. And that is exactly why number one corners like Jalen Ramsey are on teams in the postseason. That's why you always have one of those guys. And that's why those teams make it to the end, because you need a guy that's going to be able to neutralize the best threat on the other team. And that's going to be Ramsey. Yeah, and and I totally get everything you're saying there, and especially on the defense side with Ramsey and the impact player that he is. But you started with Todd Gurley in that running back room, so this kind of leads me into this next question I want to talk about, and that's with our running backs. And you talk about Todd Gurley kind of breaking out in this second half and you know, hopefully the Rams unleashing this quote-unquote plan that we keep talking about uh, and seeing more of him. But uh, obviously we've seen Henderson get into the action, and they really like what they've seen from the limited touches with him. Malcolm Brown started out the season pretty hot. Went on, you know, went out with the injury, but he's back. So now you've got a kind of a crowded running back room, which is a good thing to have. But how do you see or what do you think the most uh, most efficient way for the Rams to use that trio of running backs moving forward is? What what would the plan be if Jake Ellenberg was coach? Yeah, so the way I would do it is uh, I'm giving Todd at least 20 touches a game. The 15 is not cutting it for me. I'm giving him 20 carries a game. Um, the rest of the year. I think you've done a nice job of limiting his workload, but I think you've limited it almost too much where you could have won games that you didn't because you limited him so much. You couldn't get the run game going. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that I think the offensive line is kind of flashing Todd back to his days uh, with, you know, Jeff Fisher's last squad. So I think, you know, you see that the similarities and he's not confident in making a cut that he would totally be confident in, or, you know, he's reading an outside zone run and, and it's not, you know, it's not clicking with him. It's just, you know, things aren't like staring him in the face like last year. And I think right. he's going to get used to that. I think he's already gotten used to that. You've seen him, uh, you know, that big run uh, against Cincinnati, uh, you know, it, starting back at like the five yard line. I know I put it on Twitter. Um, it was just a great run. And, and, you know, the thing is, this is somebody he does things like that and then doesn't get credit for them. It seems like this fan base has kind of turned on him a little bit. Yeah. And I don't I will never understand it because this is the best offensive player in the league when he's fully healthy. Yes, he's even better than Saquon because there's been nobody like Todd Gurley uh, over the last two years. I mean, now, you know, not including this season. So that is what he can do. Now, I would give Todd Gurley 20 carries. I would give um, Malcolm Brown maybe eight or nine. I'd give Daryl Henderson. Wouldn't even be about giving him carries. I would split back Todd, Daryl, 
or Malcolm and just when you mix it up, even use Kelly in there. And I just don't feel like the Rams take advantage of that enough. They have one of the deepest running back groups in the game. I think maybe the deepest is new England. Cause that's insane over there. Right. Um, but I, I don't know why they don't do the split back formation more. I think it's full teams. I think if you, you know, ran split back, or even if you had, um, you know, uh, you were in the gun and you had, uh, you know, Todd next to Goff, and then on the other side, you had Daryl. Mm. It's like, you know, yeah. you have two now you have because you're in the gun. So you could go deep down the field, right? Or you could throw to either check down, <laughs> you know, it kind of keeps the defense on their toes. It creates that mismatch of, OK, do you have a guy that can t- guard Todd Gurley? We'd love to see that. Right. And then do you have a guy that can. Uh, guard Henderson and do you have two guys to guard them both at the same time and that's the question and we we begged for this last year uh, when CJ Anderson was killing it Todd Gurley came back and we're like oh man how are they going to use them together they've both been doing good can they use them twice you know or put them in the backfield at the same time we didn't see it Sean McVay's kind of uh, had his game plan I'm curious because he's always kind of talked about in the past being creative and trying different lineups and things like that so now that he's got these three backs and and it's going to be tough to figure out a way to get three guys I mean you talked about 20 carries for Gurley and eight for Malcolm Brown. And, you know, that's almost more than we've seen them run in a game all season. So it would be awesome to see it get up to there. I just don't know if it's like a realistic thing for the way that Sean McVay has been calling the games, but maybe like we've all kind of been hoping for is that he's been keeping some of this in his back pocket for this second half of the season. So he can kind of unleash those guys and set up and, and our ground game is only going to help Jared Goff. And that is something that we need to continue to do because under pressure and uh you know we've seen that as we talked about the turnovers but as well as working that play action he is one of the best at it so we got to continue to involve that play action and getting the ground game going so it'll be interesting in the second half to see how it develops but man you mentioned it love to see those guys on the field at the same time whatever whatever um you know combination of it it is because there is some dynamic plays i think that can happen out of it and i'm with you i think todd Gurley uh, is healthy but just the running style and the blocking and the the continuity and andrew whitworth talked about it on a uh show i can't remember whose show it was i saw the clip today but he talked about you know it's everybody it's the the you know the guys up front still trying to learn to play together it's todd Gurley learning how to read their blocks and you know that they think that each game they're going to get better and better and they're going to have to uh to come out on the other side to make the playoffs but uh we've got more coming up on the other side with jake ellen bogan from downtown rams we're going to look into this matchup which is ahead of us on Sunday over in Pittsburgh. This is Lockdown Rams Thursday. More after this. Before we get over the next segment, I want to talk to you guys about one of our awesome partners here, Metro Infinity. You can find them just off the 210 in Monrovia. You got to go check it out. They are the only dealer in California that's family-owned and has been in business for over 25 years. They're the number one volume dealer in California. From start to finish, this is a different car buying experience than you've ever had in your life. If you don't want to go down to the dealership, if you don't want to deal with the back and forth and all that mess, they will come to you. They'll bring the car and the paperwork to your office, to your home, to the local grocery store. It doesn't matter where you want to meet. They will help you out. They will make this an experience that you want that is good for you at the end of the day. But if you do want to go down, you want to see the cars, you want to test drive them, they've got a new multi-million dollar facility that you got to check out. Amazing selection of new and used cars. So if you're thinking about a new Infinity or even in the market for a new or used car, give them a chance to earn your business. Believe me, you won't regret it. They have over 50 pre-owned Infinities. You can reach them at 626-599-7510 or MetroInfinity.com. 
Tell them Bears sent you from Lockdown Rams. You get a $500 discount right away. Metro Infinity, 821 East Central Avenue, Monrovia, California, just off the 210 in Monrovia. One stop in there to say hello to my friend Billy Adams, and you will never shop for a car anywhere else, I promise. Metro Infinity, a proud sponsor of Lockdown Rams. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we've got Jake Ellen Bogan with us. It's the Thursday edition of Lockdown Rams, your team every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We always appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, retweeting, liking, commenting, interacting with both of us. Uh, Jake is very involved on Twitter, so if you ever have a question, shoot it at either one of us, but I guarantee he'll be the first one to respond. Uh, my man is all over Twitter and and in interacting with everybody, uh, but we appreciate you guys listening and leaving five-star reviews and uh, just coming back every day and talking Rams with us. Uh, but as we look ahead, you know, especially in this matchup, the Rams offense versus the Steelers defense, uh, both units been playing a lot better. So how do you see that matchup playing out? And can the Rams score enough points to win this game? Oh, they sure can. Uh, you know, Bear, I see this as a 31-21 win for the Rams. Uh, I think the, you know, the defense, I, I you know, was mentioning earlier with Devin Bush. I, I think he is unbelievable. Um, I think, you know, by having him, I don't think you can really focus on Gerald Everett at all. I think he takes Gerald Everett out of the game if they, you know, scheme this correctly. He's got 4-4 four, four speed. This is somebody that is athletic as anybody. Um could even, you know, potentially cover a receiver. I mean, he is that fast. So, you know, I, I look at just his ability and, you know, what he brings and obviously just his nose for the football and how he forces turnovers. He's already had two interceptions and I mean, he's just always forcing turnovers. So he's somebody to watch for. Um, I, I don't think we can underestimate, you know, having guys like Joe Hayden back there. And, <clears throat> you know, of course, having, um, you know, the uh, the kid from Kansas City that they got that I can't even remember his name. Minka? Uh, it's totally escaping me. Oh, no, no. Uh, no, but I, I absolutely love him. <laughs> and I'm glad you brought him up. I mean, he is just phenomenal. Um, he's one of the best safeties in football, and I don't know how the Dolphins were just like, nope. We we don't we don't need him. I don't know how the Dolphins like, were trying to use. I mean, he said when he left, he's like they were lining me up 
80% as a linebacker. And it's just, that's not who he is. And, and seeing him back no, he in wants that. to roam. Yeah. And seeing him back in that He's role. Jamal Adams with it, more, uh, in my opinion, more range. Yeah. More range, better <laughs> ball skills, not a big as hitter, but I think it, it probably works to his benefit that he kind of knows his role and what he's doing back there. But he has just flourished in this system doing kind of what he probably told the dolphins, like, let me play back there and just, and just be the dude. Uh, and they were like, no, come up and, and take on 250 pound running backs and whatnot. And, uh, it didn't work out. And really for the Steelers, if you look at when they acquired him and how that defense has really changed and we know it, we've gotten one player in Jalen Ramsey and seeing how it changed over the past two weeks. So, uh, we totally get that, but that matchup is definitely going to be fun to watch and you're going to be shocked. Um, because we'll kind of just, I'll get into my prediction here in a second. I want to talk to you a little bit more, uh, one more question about this game and then I'll kind of tell you what I think as far as score goes. Uh, but this is this is kind of a, a soft question here, but uh, the temperature out there is predicted to be around 40, 45 degrees, maybe some rain. Uh, do you see that as a big factor, little factor, or no factor coming into this game? Uh, no factor. Maybe you see more running. Um, you know, I, I do think when when you're looking at, you know, game planning on the road, you do want to keep the ball on the ground. You want to keep the, the score close. Uh, because you never know what you're going to get. This is a team that's now ready um, to try and make a run at the playoffs. They are now in an interesting spot. I believe they're four and five or four and four. Um, yeah, four and four. So, you know, yeah, four and four. So because of that, you know, the door's open for them and they know that the division's over. So they're, you know, just trying to to win out and, and get that wild card spot. So this is a huge game for the Steelers and they're playing at home. That's a, you know, rowdy fan base. Um, and you know, the, the big thing here is that Mason Rudolph is now played, um, this'll be his third, no, his, yeah, his third game since coming back from the bye, uh, or since, yeah, since coming back from the bye. And, and I think because of that, um, you're going to see him more comfortable taking the deep shot down the field. You're going to see the, um, the offensive coordinator, Randy Fitchner, uh, more comfortable, uh, allowing him to take shots down the field. And, and I think the Steelers will start to be able to run their offense a little bit more. I will say the biggest issue is, um, and it looks to me like James Conner isn't going to play. So I think that's really the biggest issue yeah. for the Steelers is, you know, now, I mean, you have Jalen, you, you have Jalen Samuels, who I think the world of, I've interviewed him before. I watched him at the senior bowl. Uh, this is a do it all type of back. And, uh, you know, he can definitely, yeah, I mean, he had his games last year. He went off against the Patriots uh, in their win last year against New England. But, um, you know, he's somebody and then Trey Edmonds, um, you know, yes, he is related to Terrell and uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tremaine, I believe. Terrell and Tremaine. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds is with uh, the Buffalo Bills and Terrell is actually their strong safety. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's really yeah. So that's really interesting. Um, but, but yeah, he's been playing well. Um, so, you know, we'll see if they get Benny Snell back, but I think really they want a balanced attack. I think the Rams do kind of want to establish the run. I think, um, you just look at the way, you know, Sean McVay's approached, uh, you know, the questions that he's been asked about the running game. And it just seems like saying things like out to the public that, you know, you haven't quite figured out how you want to <laughs> use. I think to me that lets, you know, 
uh, that lets you know pretty quickly that Sean does know what he's doing. Right. Um, he's saying things because he wants you to hear them. He's very, very um, well calculated in his responses. Yeah, he's like the Bill Belichick, and, like a friendly Bill Belichick. He knows exactly what he's doing with the media. <laughs> Bill Belichick that likes the media. Yeah, that smiles <laughs> occasionally. Um, but no, it's funny because you're totally right. Like he knows exactly what to share, what not to share. And he is very good keeping things close to his chest. Uh, but you talked about that James Conner potentially might not go and kind of all signs are pointing to that. And that is the one interesting thing about Rudolph. And you're talking about some of the backup running backs that would step in and are very capable. But he is going to need a ground game to really be successful because if you look at most of his games this year, he hasn't really wowed you and like taken over a game and been the guy. So I don't know if he's ready to do that, especially when you got Jalen Ramsey on the other side uh, and Troy Hill, who's playing a lot better. So they are going to need a ground game to get this going. So the Rams, really, if they can make them one dimensional, you might start to see some turnovers come and and start to really uh, take over this game defensively. And obviously that is the hope for us. And then on the other side, uh, I think you also mentioned it. Brandon Cooks is a no go for the Rams. Uh, we hadn't mentioned that yet. Uh, Sean McVay in his press conference today said that they're going to rule him out. They're still going to do some further evaluation uh, with the concussions and try to find out a little more about that. So it's going to be Josh Reynolds stepping in there again. And obviously we've seen the increase of our tight end play. So hopefully we start to see Gerald Everett a little bit more and Tyler Higby get involved in this, but it allows, you know, maybe even for a potential, you're talking about how to use Daryl Henderson. Maybe if it's not carries coming out of the backfield and catching the ball or throwing to Todd Gurley. We always loved that last year. We haven't gotten much of that. So there are options for this offense and we have got weapons all over the place. So uh, it should be a fun matchup. And we got your prediction. Uh, you said 31-21 with a Rams win. Uh, you know I live in the 30s, but I'm actually not living in the 30s. I've, I've come out of my 30s, and uh, I'm coming down to the 20s. I think it's a 27-20 to 20 ball game. I think the weather does play a little bit into this, and if it ends up being uh, you know, one of those wet, sloppy games uh, that the Rams might have to, like you said, go to the ground game a little bit more, maybe not so many deep shots, especially with Brandon Cooks out of the game. I think they still put up points, uh, but I think this thing comes down into – uh, the 20s. But either way, like you said, man, this is going to be a fun game. And I'm with you. You started out the show with this and I asked you, is it a must win? And I totally agree with you. I think it is a must win because again, like you said, coming out of the bye against a team with a 500 record and is fighting for the playoffs in their own right. Uh, you had a week to kind of prepare for these guys and looking at the schedule, it doesn't get much easier. Uh, there are a couple games, obviously we've got the Arizona Cardinals, a couple times on the schedule, but you don't always want to bank in division to kind of, you know, sweep a team, even though last year the Rams swept them all. Uh, but this is a game you got to win when you're looking at the schedule as we have some really tough matchups coming up. But uh, Mr. Ellen Bogan, Jake, my man, I really appreciate you coming on. We always appreciate talking to you guys uh, over there at Downtown Rams. So go check them out. They've got amazing podcasts, not only the Downtown Rams uh, football podcast, but the halftime show. So keep an eye out for all of that when they kick back into that so jake we appreciate it, man we look forward to talking to you next week hopefully uh with the rams at six and three absolutely bear always a pleasure thanks so much for having me with that rams nation you know what it is until next time
Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.